Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, a podcast for Guitar Dads by Guitar Dads. This week, Vince Neal's been smoking in the boys' room again. Dave Gilmore and Roger. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even give a straight face. That's so good. All right. All right. I heard you. I can't hear you laughing. All right. I will will be quiet. I'm sorry. Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, a podcast for Guitar Dads by Guitar Dads. This week, Vince Neal's been smoking in the boys' room again. Dave Gilmore and Roger are acting like animals. Adam Levine tattoos the rock world with a comment. And we have some great gear that will even make Elon Musk jealous. It gets electric this week on the Guitar Dads Podcast. Now, two guys from their own Motley crew, Matt and Dave. (laughs) Hello, everybody. I'm Matt. (laughs) Hey, I'm Dave. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Guitar Dad's episode 16. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you to all our listeners. Yes. We appreciate we see some new listeners this week, so we appreciate that. Hello to everyone out there. Yes, hello. I hope you're enjoying. Like we said, send us your comments, your suggestions, and we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, hello again to our fans in New Zealand. We really appreciate you guys. Not we that we love, don't appreciate everybody, but we know, love the New Zealand. You guys are listening like around the world, so it's, it's really kinda, cool. It is kind of unbelievable with the way the yeah. internet works. So it's really cool. So speaking of unbelievable, there's been <laughs> speaking of unbelievable, there's been a few comments out there. You know, so you want to get into Adam Levine and the um. Yeah, let's get let's jump right into it. Are we gonna get we gonna right. talk about uh, what what he what he had to say and how we yeah. completely you want disagree. Me to, you want me to give you a summary? Yeah, of yeah, it? Lo- load it up. He made these kind of off, you know, they were like casual comments. You know, I don't think he was being like super critical, but he basically made this observation about how he thought bands. He said, you know, in two thousand one, when when you know our our first album came out, this is this is his band, right? Which isn't really a band anymore. <laughs> It's like, but they but they're still together <laughs> right, as yeah, they're ironically. still together as a band and release stuff as a band, which is amazing to me. I'm considering what a huge star uh, Adam Levine has become, um, but they still actually release stuff as a as a band, which is maybe it's just a testament to him being kind of loyal to his bandmates. Um, anyway, so you know his band. So when they he said when we released our for first album, you know, and then they got like really really big. He was like, you know, I felt like there was a lot of bands around. And now he's like, I just don't think there's many bands at all. And he goes, and he didn't say like bands are dying, but he basically said like, I hope they're not dying. I just don't see them. Right. And what he was talking about was really in the pop world, right? Like in the pop world, you don't really see bands in the top 40 like you used to see them. And that's just true. Right. And we've addressed this on the Guitar Dads podcast in the past. It doesn't mean that rock and roll is dying you know, no, but not, it is it actually, is interesting, right, Dave? It's an, it is interesting, but where do you think it comes from? I mean, do you think it's because like the day of the record deal is kind of over and bands don't really need that to really yep. you know get their music out there? It's it's between social media and yep, you know, you you you, you name the platform, you can find really good music out there. Well, there what um, was it a was it the Guardian article that got into this, Dave? 
Yes. Yeah, yeah the, Guardian, the Guardian UK article, um, you know, it threw some stats out there and really like they kind of demonstrated in the stats that, yes, it's true. In pop, there really are not a lot of bands at all, like in the top 40 Right. At all. I mean, maybe, you no, know, there's like a handful of bands, right? And spe- and the thing that I thought was cool that they kind of honed in on, which Dave likes to talk about, is bands that have kind of started in the last like 10 years, right? Because oh, it's yeah. like, yes, no, that, there's, yeah, yeah my, you know, we talked yeah. about download last year and we were talking, I mean, last podcast, not last year, the la- on our last podcast. <laughs> it we, was that long ago. We right? talked about the download, like all of those bands, even though like Dave and I didn't really know <laughs> most of the bands, but most of the headlining bands are like longer standing bands, right? Even, even like the big yeah. bands, like, you know, although I don't know about that, you know, what is it? Biffy Clyro. I don't know if they're a, a longer standing band or not, but yeah, I don't really know how long they've been around, but yeah. they are huge. Yeah. So, so there might they be, really are. Yeah. So, that's yeah. interesting. So there might be some exceptions, but there's like few exceptions. Right. And it's yes. really like, if you look at like the last like 10 years, which you think I, is kind of crazy like 10 10 years ago was 2011 i mean that's kind of wild to think about but it was so you think about that like okay newer bands that are coming up and, and doing their thing are they are there really a lot that are out there and and the answer is yes they're still there but there's not as many as there was especially in like the big time pop world right and so there's a couple of observations that i thought were spot on that we'll just kind of talk about, um, which is what my mind immediately went to the observations that were brought up in this in this article was, you know, kids these days, you know, of course, we're, 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 we're guitar dads. So we have to say these things like, uh, like kids, kids these, these days. days, like don't. So he, he, here's a couple of things. It's hard to start. A, it's harder to start a band these days. Right. Um, well, is it? Well, here's the thing. Or is it harder or is it harder to get noticed? Well, this is the thing, like real estate. Or is estate, it easier to get? Is it easier to get noticed? Well, I'm just saying, like, where do you even rehearse as a band? Like, like I'm a guitar dad, and you know, I was always in bands, and even you know, even in bands when I was younger, I was able to like hook up with these guys that have had homes where we could rehearse in the basement or a garage or something like that. But honestly, like, I come from you know a certain type of background where people people have this right. Um, you know, and it used well, so to be, and it used what do you to be mean? like, where did, well, it used to ahead. be, well, it used to be Dave, like there was like these big kind of rehearsal complexes in the cities, right? Like oh, in like right. the yeah, kind yeah. of that, sleazier yes. parts of town, there are like rehearsal. Now it's like sleazier parts of towns don't really exist anymore. <laughs> like everything, you know, as, as, you know, as real estate values have increased, there's just not as many places where bands can kind of get together and rehearse right so that's true but what about in their own home so you feel like you feel like yeah no i could i could see that well that's only a certain that's only a certain demographic of people that like are able to like have homes and have space right so well people live somewhere (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but you think about like people that live in apartments people live in the city like if there aren't these rehearsals time yeah if these rehearsal spaces are are very expensive now which i'm which they are i mean i i've rehearsed rehearsal space in the last like 10 years and it's super expensive like how do young yeah. people that don't have any money actually afford this they can't so so th- this is like a barrier i think that's in there right so so that's one like it's too much of a hassle and two is you know what one is like the space kind of the socioeconomic thing the second thing is it's so much easier to make like a full band kind of music on your own these days with technology right and we're gonna get into that a little later too, you know, kind of like, in the gear in the gear segment, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we'll get we'll talk about that later. We'll we'll just put it this way: in the early two thousands, you know, when I was doing my singer songwriter thing, it was like it wasn't even on the radar to me to get like a full band uh, together to record an album or even to record a demo because it was like, well, I'm going to have to pay these people. I'm going to have to pay for studio time. Like this is just out of bounds for me. So I'm just going to do stuff on my own these days. You can just like program the drums, program the bass. Oh yeah, with all the home tech, with all the technology, it's unbelievable. Indeed. So it's like these kids that have the talent, they don't even need bands anymore. So there's that well, too. I, I think to that point, though, just to expand on that, I think that you know, don't you feel like it's not just necessarily that it's harder to find rehearsal space and it's easier to make your own music and make a make an entire like. You know, make your own band, like a full but band album. You yeah. feel, but you more more so because of it. Maybe social media lends itself to this kind of thing. You kind of see that more of that solo star out there, right? Yeah, I think see, that's exactly right as well, right? Yeah. It, it, people yeah. just want to be their own. People just want to be their own their own thing, and they they, they don't really think about that. People like you and me might think about. Well, I can kind of create. I can you know, I can I can program the drums in, bring some bass in. I play guitar and I'll sing. You know, and now bingo, I got a band. I don't think a lot of people are really thinking like that. I think a lot of people that can sing really well or play guitar really well, they're doing one of those things on social media, but they're not doing everything so much. I think everybody feels like they want to be a social media star versus I want to be a musician. Yeah, no, I think that's probably right as well. So to but- search out those, so you really got to search out and we, we do, we do follow a number of these guys on YouTube, but you got to search out, but- but, you know these real musicians on YouTube. Otherwise, totally. in your in your in, you know in your suggestions, you're just getting a lot of these just random you know and really good singers, guitar players, drum whatever. But, but uh, it's not. Yeah, yeah. So that was a point I was going to make, Dave. I think this. If you look on TikTok, you look on Instagram. I mainly am on Instagram. There's so many talented young people out there, and it's a ama- guitar dad's pod. <laughs> yeah, definitely be on Instagram at guitar dad's pod. But yeah, there's so many young people out there that are just killing it on guitar, on drums, singing, and it's like if these people got together and maybe joined and formed a band, maybe they could do something incredible. But I think you're right, Dave, because they feel like you know a band's not going to fit in the screen on the phone for Instagram. Then why do I need a band? You know what I mean? So I, yeah, yeah I that's think a, that's a good. Point, I think social you know? media is a big piece of this. I honestly do. And you're so right. And you're another, right. It's about it, individuals, right? It's about and even yeah. yeah, even all the guys we follow on YouTube that we love, like you know, like Red Shawl and you know, um, you know, other people like Sixty Cycle Hum. You know, these people that we like to follow on YouTube. Um, you know, Rick Beato. They're they're single people, single personalities. It's not like a right. band. We got Dan right. and Mick on that pedal show. They're, they're like one of the only one. And then you get the uh, Andertons guys. It's like one right. or two guys, and that's it. It's not exactly. like a band, now, you know. So now let me. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna pose this question. I know, I know what your answer is gonna be, but can you imagine if we could gel the two worlds? Let's bring 2021 back to like the early 90s, the late 80s, and then you have this exposure of all these unbelievable musicians. Can you imagine the oh, bands yeah, yeah, yeah. and the talent that would have been around yeah, back then? Yeah, people would like form right. a band. You know, I'll give you an example. There's one guy um, that I follow on YouTube. His name's Cameron Cooper. I don't know if you've come across him. This guy no. is like an Eddie Van. He's probably like 20-something years old, probably earlier 20s. And this kid is an amazing guitar player. He's really into like EVH 
He's really into Eddie oh, Van kids Halen. These days, I think he's like I think he's like endorsed by. Um, that's amazing. Charvel. So he's 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 in his early twenties and he's really into Eddie Van Halen. That's well, that's yeah. Cool. There's a lot of young kids, right? right? And this kid that's plays cool. incredible. He gives like lessons on his YouTube channel, and I'm like, why isn't this kid in a band just killing it? Because he's he an incredible. He obviously has. He doesn't the, need to. He obviously has the talent, but that's a real example. Like, here's some really talented guy who should be in a band like making original music um, and killing it, you know, like Dirty Honey. We have to mention Dirty Honey like every podcast. But, you know, like, you know, why doesn't he get himself into a band like that? Or like, you know, an EVH, you know, a Van Halen-ish type of band and and really make some awesome stuff, right? Like that's what we... So so that's the thing. It's like... And and you know to your earlier point, Dave. Yes, there are there is, and we and we are like the disciples of this. And part of the reason why we started this podcast is to talk about these bands that are out there that are doing amazing stuff and are doing it right and are trying really hard. And we want to support them. And we want to spread the word. That's part of the reason why we started this podcast. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah, but no, but, I but it is that. true. But it is true. Like you know, if you can go, if you can, if you're an amazing guitar player and you can just shred on Instagram all day and get you know hundred thousand followers and make money, like why join a band? It, it's why a, join it's a, a band? really good point. Why would you? It's a, exactly. It's a really good point. And especially you know? for the, especially for for the younger person that can do that, and they're getting enough subscribers to make some money, and maybe they don't want to. You know, maybe they also have a full-time job and this is just what they do. And, you know, they don't really want the, the you know, the lifestyle of going out, trying to get a band it's together. It's a hard life. Try to, try to, it's a hard life and try to make it from there when, hey, I can just sit here, play guitar, put, post some stuff on social media, and bingo, I got 200,000 followers and all of a sudden I'm growing a channel. That's amazing, right? I mean, so I think there's a lot of, it, it kind of prevents a lot of that talent from really blossoming into into the band kind of thing yep, yep, so yep. i don't know i think like in and, and, and you know i hope that you know i maybe like i share adam levine's sentiment here i hope that and his tattoos yeah well i definitely i got like a whole sleeve of tattoos no i, I don't guys i don't um i'm not like john mayer but anyway well, <laughs> they they uh, i got the hair though i definitely get that so can, can we give can i ask you real quick when's the, so the pandemic's kind of over right when's the hair going off <laughs> So we'd like everybody out there listening to donate twenty to donate twenty dollars to the to the. Uh, we're gonna set up a GoFundMe here for Matt's hair. It's coming to it. Yeah, I think it's getting it's it's kind of run its course. To be honest with you we, guys, we but. should actually do we should do some we should do a charity thing here. We should, we should what, do a charity what, what's thing. What's the uh, like the cuts for cancer ones and the yeah? Well, you know, I, you know, I was definitely thinking about about doing like a charity and saying like, all right, I'll, I'll cut my hair. Um, if we raise it, I will. Yeah. I'll donate it to a, a, a worthy charity, probably a cancer thing anyway, but, I'm but gonna we digress. A, I'm going to take a, I'm going to take the razor. I'm going to take the clipper, the electric clipper, and I'm going to tape it to a headstock of one of your cheaper guitars. And that's how I'm going to shave your head. <laughs> so stay tuned for that Shred. guys. It's going to be gonna call it. Shred the head for cancer, right? Shred there the head. Go. I like there, that. I like idea. that, Dave. That's great. I love shred the head. Shred the head. Guitar you heard dads it here first. By guitar dads. You heard it here you heard first. It here guitar first. dads. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so, so I, I, just, I agree with. I, I hope, though. You know what I mean? Like the point is, I hope that these kids, because I mean, Dave. I mean, Dave. You you don't play in bands, but it, it, but. You know the feeling. <laughs> yeah, no. The feeling. Thanks. Of play, I appreciate the laugh. It's true. The fe- the feeling of playing in a band. And when you're making music with other people and you guys are in the, what I call the pocket or, or the zone, 
Um, when you get in that zone with these other musicians, it's pretty amazing. And you really are greater than the sum of your parts in those cases. Oh yeah. So no, I'm sure. So it's re- you know, I hope that young people will start to, to feel that, you know, as we get out of this pandemic and, you know, maybe they pursue like music education and they get in with people and they get in with bands. Um, and hopefully they feel that and we have even more bands coming out. Right. Cause yeah. I agree, Dave, like I really, you know, it's really encouraging to me to see all these kids just absolutely killing it on Instagram, but it's also like, you know, are they going to make original music? Like, are they going right. to take and this I feel somewhere? Like, I feel like for you know? mu- for, for, yeah, no, you're right. And for, for music to kind of, for all sorts of music to really survive, we need that talent out there doing it. Now, I'm not saying it's not a good thing that they're on social media and, 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 de- and you know, promoting their own talent out there. But I feel like for, for really good music to continue to survive, it just needs to it needs to morph into that next thing. And it does. It does. I, just, I really but hope it does. But you know? there's encouraging things, right? Like as yes. much as we say, like, we don't love Greta Van Fleet. Like they, they're doing that. They're young kids. They're inspiring other young kids to get in bands yeah, and do their no. thing, you know? And no, I think no, to no, some no, extent, yeah, I think to some extent thing, other Van bands Fleet. are doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, yeah. not our thing, but great. Good for them. Absolutely. You know, you know, I think that, and this is the thing, like you got to search them out, but there's, there are some incredible bands doing incredible things. And, um, it, we just got to keep, we guys, we just got to continue to support them as guitar dads, guitar parents. In search form, when you're on when you're on social media, when you're on YouTube, when you're on Instagram, search for these guys. Just type, you know, look for look for just type in music. Just it, it, yeah. you can just just keep scrolling across, and you will one one of these days come across some band that you really or some artist that you really like. They're out there. Yeah, because you just gotta look for them. That's right. And as far as I'm concerned, I'd much rather watch, like you know, let's n- name any other band. Let's like Joyous Wolf. I'd much rather watch them, like on their Instagram put up like a music video or like a live little clip of their stuff. That's much more engaging to me than some like kid who can really shred like a slash as a solo. It's like, well, I can watch slash play that solo like that. That's great. But you know, like do, do something original. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, there's a, you're right. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I feel like I just want to see a lot of these artists kind of just blossom into these bigger things that, that they really could be, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's, there's there's a lot of great guitarists there shredding in the bedrooms, a lot of great singers in there. However, oh, yeah. there are also not great singers out there right now. Yes. Including Vince Neil. Yes, let's transition to Vince Neil. Should we so go on to Vince, Vince Neil? Neil. Yeah, Dave, Vince, give us the rundown because I feel like I've been talking too much on this podcast already. Oh, I, I, I enjoy it. I can just sit back and drink my bourbon and, <laughs> and relax. It's been yeah, a long that's week. True. Well, you talk so, so you I can keep, drink you, my You peens. keep going. I'm going to go sit over here. Peens, <laughs> no, so this this Vince Neil thing. Now, this now Vince has kind of been losing his voice for a long time, and I and, and we were texting early. I remember seeing, and I think I talked about this on a prior podcast. I saw Motley Crue open for Aerosmith. I think it was back in 06, and the night before, apparently, he just blew out his voice. So I knew something was yeah. up, and he had, yeah, and he, he didn't did. say anything the whole show, but he sounded. Yeah, and yeah, finally, yeah. like halfway through the show, he just apologized to the crowd. He said, "Sorry, guys, I just I blew my my voice out last night in like Philly or wherever, and I just don't have it tonight." So, and he did. It was terrible, but it was still cool to see. It was still cool to see the rest of the band. But anyway, so apparently, uh, recently <laughs> he was doing his first gig uh, post pandemic, and he was it was a solo gig. I forget where it was. Was it in California? I think it, it was, was in like California. in like. 
Idaho or something. Was it in Idaho? Yeah, it was oh, some yeah. weird it, place. It, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, some... so that anyway, I, I'll launch into my diatribe when you when you finish. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah, and and he and he didn't have it that night, and and he and his voice was terrible, and and he again had to apologize to the crowd, you know. So I guess what what the reason I wanted to talk about this tonight is they are on the cusp of of launching the uh, that that long awaited stadium tour with Def Leppard and Joan Jett and Poison. Which is going to be postponed till next year. That's right. Is he even going to be able to sing by then? <laughs> right. I no. I'm serious. I don't think he will. Okay. So all right. So yes, it's true. And Are we so, going to go into the whole? Now you're going to go into your vocal warm ups. I'm going to I'm going to launch into and, my diatribe on this. So and this suddenly is, we're going to get like Bigelow Tea as a sponsor, so, right? Is that how this so, is going to go? So here's a real problem. Number one, there's many problems to what Vince is up to, <laughs> but the first problem is. Why He's the been hell? In the boys' room. I mean, this is a, this is a guy who was about to embark on a gazillion dollar tour. That's probably worth what a couple hundred million dollars. He's set to make oh, a fortune easy, yeah. off this tour, right? He probably still has a fortune. I still listen to Motley Crue, right? Like on Apple Music, I'm sure they're getting all the spins, and you know they got stuff in movies, and you know, like I'm sure he gets a pretty good check every month just on the residuals, right? Why does he need to go out? and play like some county fair with like, you know, some other backline band who actually, to to tell you the truth, the band actually sounded pretty good on the videos I saw. Um, Which of course, you know, you get the money, you're going to pay some good players. But like, why the hell is he going out there ahead of this tour and doing these songs and like doing it with kind of, you know, not as good of a band? It seems like it's taking away some of the fire of like, like save it for the stadium tour, right? Like, you know, like what the hell is he doing? So that's one. Why is he doing well, that? Can I, can I go answer ahead, that question? Ahead, yeah, ahead, yeah. Here's my, this is my theory. I think he knows he's kind of on his way out uh, voice wise and he need he's trying to get out there to try to warm up and keep his voice going and see what he can do. See, you okay. know, see what he can, how, how he can sing, what he can sing. All right. I mean, are they going to have to, I mean, how far, how far? How far Maybe, down tuning? But he could do can that they, in can rehearsal. They down to, huh? <laughs> but he could do that in rehearsal. He could do that in rehearsal, right? Well, who knows what the dynamic is with these guys right now? I don't know, but but the, I mean, if they if they down tune anymore, the strings are going to be like you know slinkies. I don't mean because they were already down tuned in the you know the original music <laughs> they're you know, already thirty down, years yeah, ago, already down a step. Five years yeah. ago. So yeah. so no so that's so that's number one, right? So and number two. Is this guy, he knows he's got a lot of money to make off this tour. He's been in lockdown for a year and he still looks like this. He's still, you know, incredibly overweight. You know, look, I, I'm not somebody to down, you know, to dog <laughs> someone that's overweight, right? Because, you know, I'm overweight. You know, we know how it is. But at the same time, like, my whole existence doesn't rely on my physical appearance and being able to perform every night in front of a crowd, right? So, like, I <laughs> just in my head, as you said that. I got, I got that image of him, that, that abominable snowman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so good. I mean, that's so mean, but the abominable snowman from Rudolph, really, it, it looks like him with the hair and everything. It's, 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 it is. So it's like, it's like, why hasn't this guy spent the last year trying to get himself in shape and taking care of his body? Which makes me think like he might have some kind of mental issues, which is kind of sad. I don't you know? know. Well, on the on the same tour though, you hear like, Phil Collin talked about how he he gained a lot of weight during the pandemic, and he had to work. His a, tail lot off to put it, a lot of people did. A lot of people. Yeah, a lot of well, a lot of people. Yeah, did. a lot right. of people but, did. I actually went the see, opposite a guy like direction, Phil Collin, which is amazing. Right. <laughs> 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 but, 
But Phil, a guy like Phil Collin is always like he's always been a dude that's kept himself in, in incredible shape. I mean, no, he doesn't look anywhere near his age. But but even he let himself go, you know, during the pandemic. Yeah, so but guess, he didn't let know. himself go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure he pays personal trainers and he'll be fine. But like, and let's just be honest, this has been the way that Vince has been for a long time now. Oh, for right? years. For years, for years and years and years. So it's like, do they really? And so so that's number two. And number three, like, do they really think this guy's going to be able to pull off a world tour next year? No. <laughs> I mean, this no, is a no, real I, disaster. I, I, no, I think the answer is going to be no. And I think if you if we get tickets and we go to this thing and they happen to be the headliner that night because they're going to alternate uh, yeah. Def Leppard, Motley, right? So I think you're going to be kind of disappointed. I really do. I, I, think, I think you're if right. You go to this I, show. I think you're going to see three great bands, and then you're going to see <laughs> well, you're going to see three great bands with three very good singers still, yeah. right? And you're going to see another great band with a very very mediocre at best singer, and it's going to be not good. I, I really hope that Vince. I mean, look, maybe a miracle happens and Vince can pull it together, but this just does not. Bo- I mean, Vince has been kind of a meme for a while now. But it's yeah. like he needs to pull it together. Or I really, I'm going to be honest with you. I think this this tour is in jeopardy if this guy doesn't get his act together. I think they won't You're sell right. as many as many tickets. I think people are going to go to see to see Def Leppard and everything. But at the same time, like think about you know this is a major tour. Like and 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 Crew's a major name. If the fans are turned off, you know, like I don't know. I mean, and this is the I thing: like the they true- knew it was an issue, right, Dave? Like they knew it was an issue, and they actually well, yeah. said when they announced this tour, like in 2020, they were like, "Vince is getting in shape, and he's going to be ready to go." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, he know. hasn't. What a lie! Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing on their side, because if you look at the details of, of how the how the show goes each night, it's like what doors? I think the show starts at like four or five o'clock. The opener goes. Oh, on, really? And Pat then Benatar the rest of the bands. So by the time Motley Crue gets on in headlines, I mean, people are going to be absolutely hammered. I don't even think they're going to notice if that he can't sing. You're probably right about that. I think there's definitely going to be stuff out there about how his voice is terrible and how he did on on certain nights and stuff like that. But I think the overall concert experience, I don't think a ton of people are going to be that disappointed because honestly, I think they're going to, you know, let's let's be serious. If you go to a show like this and you go and the door is open at 4. Yeah, you're right. By the time they go on at nine nine thirty, maybe even yeah. ten, because yeah. it's like it's a double headliner show. I mean, it's gonna be you're gonna be you're hammered, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You're yeah. having a good time, and you you're probably don't right. Care they're not gonna care if you're he, listening to. They're not gonna care if he's like Kistamaha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's like <laughs> I bet they're gonna. It, what it, what would it sound like if they if you tune it down a step and a half? No, is no, that no, like super low. No, well, yeah, I mean that's like you know the, every metal band there is is tuned down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but anyway, so I hope Vince can pull it together. I feel I actually I honestly feel for the guy as someone who is a singer and I sing just you know as a hobby in a cover band. Like I take really good care of my voice. I do warm ups. I do exercises. Um, I've had vocal issues before. This is why I do this. And th- and I'm a hobbyist, right? So it's like, you know, I don't know what this guy's doing. Uh, he needs to get his act together. He, he's got to take care of himself, he's man. He's got to get his act together, man. got to get your act together. I hope he does. But anyway, speaking of getting your act together. Speaking of getting your act together, <laughs> Dave, Dave, Gilmore, Dave Gilmore and Roger Waters still can't get their act together. No, they can't. And they're arguing over. So did you hear this? They're... they're 
they're they're re-releasing um, the, the the animals the animals album yeah. right, which came out I think in seventy seven. That's right, and it's a real it's a very different album for them. It's really it's good. It's cool. I like it. Yeah. But, um, I wonder what my brother thinks of that album since he's in the Pink Floyd tribute band. Yeah, Al, call in. Yeah, Let Al, Al, what do you think of this album anyway? <laughs> um, so there's a there's another rift, of course, between the two of them. You know, as always, that's just as what all, the band. That's what, is. That's what they are for years now. They've been doing it for decades. Um, over the over the what's written in the liner notes, and apparently the way the the factual factually everything is is kind of there, except there's some things some some of the truth is kind of stretched <laughs> in terms of the creativity and who composed what and who wrote this and who and you know. Waters is saying that Dave Gilmore is is trying to take credit for things that he didn't do, so that's where that is. And well, well, no, th- no, no, no. I think no, no, Dave. I think what's going on, from what I understand, is like the line. Well, this is what's interesting about. Did you read the the liner notes? They, they were in yeah, that article. Yeah, I read. Well, I read parts. Of and the they basically notes, yeah. like. So I don't know really what's going on there because the liner notes seem to give a lot. They talk a lot about Roger Waters and they like give all the credit to Roger. Yeah. It's like in per, like they name the song or they whatever it is like you know in parentheses composed by Roger yeah. Waters, right? And, and it doesn't say any. And like in a couple of times it says like, oh well, uh, you know Gilmore. You know this was this was written by by Waters and Gilmore, but like it's. Mainly about right. Roger Waters, and so Roger Waters apparently but he's always been like that. He, exactly, exactly. You know, but Roger yeah. Waters apparently wrote like this thing on his website, this like like you know manifesto on his website that basically said like this you know David Gilmore and his wife have been on this crusade to take more credit than they're due. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I thought that was interesting. That's interesting. It's like you know, there's just shots fired over the bow on social media with these kinds of things. Oh yeah, and, oh yeah. And the rift continues, and you it know? continues, I, which is they, amazing. But there were some really good things, Dave, in that article, in that letter that Roger Waters wrote. One of them was like, he is, he was, and is a jolly good guitarist. A jolly good, yes. <laughs> but he's told some. What does he say? Like some whopping lies or something. He's told. I have it right here. I'm yeah, yeah. Pull can that you up. quote it? Because it's. So, I'm gonna quote it right. Uh, it's so. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me pull okay, it up. Yeah, so gonna, this, I'll it's talk. Really, it's, it's I'll really, talk and it's, you interrupt. Yeah. So I'll, so yeah, this that, is a few. Which that's is pretty been, much how the podcast goes. Exactly. This is a few, but that's been going on for a while, and it's really funny because it's like Roger Waters. They, apparently, they got some journalist guy to write these liner notes, and and Roger Waters contends that that Gilmore actually read the liner notes and does not disagree with any of them. Right. But he doesn't still, disagree. But still but doesn't want them released. <laughs> doesn't want them released. So either you agree or you disagree with them, one or the other. Yeah, so he's the, he, so Gilmore's the one holding it back. Supposedly. And, and it's I mean, really, and it's kind of unclear why. I'd love to hear the Gilmore side of this story. So here, we'll yeah, see. exactly. That that's well. Hearing a hearing the Gilmore side. If you look at if you listen to interviews, hearing the Gilmore side of these kinds of things is almost sometimes like almost maybe it's comical because of the way he talks sometimes. But <laughs> it's just like these guys. Some of the you know what to to me like some of the most creative minds in music. The two of those guys, right? Yeah, totally. and they can't—they can't stop arguing over stuff. And maybe that is—maybe that's some of the gem of their creativity, right? No, I think you're right. I mean, people that are so, so passionate and so and so, you know, in that artistic zone. Yeah. So. But I got the—I got the quote okay, over here. Okay, hit, hit me with it. 
Yes, he was and is a jolly good guitarist and singer, but he has for the last 35 years told a lot of whopping porky pigs. Or, no, sorry, porky pies. Hold on, let me do that again. He has for the last 35 years told a lot of whopping porky pies about who did what in Pink Floyd when I was still in charge. So when I was, was still in charge, he's so bitter. In charge. He's such an egomaniac. Oh, he's that so guy. bitter. But that's what makes him great. He's so bitter, Roger Waters. He's very when bitter. When I was still in charge. <laughs> As if he was like the, you know, the dad of the of the band, you know. Exactly. And, yeah, exactly. So who knows what the hell the truth is, but this is, you know, to me to us obviously we find this pretty amusing. So um we'll see. I mean, but it sounds really cool because, you know, we could get like a cool new released, you know, remastered animals. I mean, that would be awesome. But yeah, it's like good. G- you guys just get over it and release it, you probably could make a little money. Uh, yeah, well that that Again, they don't the want the money, you know, they don't care. They don't think they care about yeah, the money. Yeah. They care about the you know, the the uh their 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 creative property. But Oh my god. Th- it brings up an interesting, more interesting topic of what if some other like is this just this is just a thing with bands? I mean, do you remember oh, the yeah. series Behind the Music? This was like the the whole oh, like yeah. concept of Behind the Music was just find bands that fight, which is pretty much every single one of them. Yeah, and you know, but I think that's almost like the glue in a weird, you know, a weird way for 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 some bands. That's almost like the glue that keeps them together. It's weird. Yeah, it you is know? a little like, bit of a weird. Like I said, I think like. You know, these people that are like super amazing genius artists, you know, they just they're just kind of nuts in the end. And they just well, what are some of your other what are some of your other favorite feuds that have gone on? I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, Oasis. Other than like Axel and Slash. I mean, well, Axel Oasis. and Slash, I oh, mean, yeah. Axel and Slash is the classic, but you know, they've seen past it to make a fortune on their tour, which will kick off. That was another news that came out this week. Though That tour yeah. will actually be happening and I will go see them at Fenway Park in one way or another, even if I have to go alone because Dave's on vacation. Um, Unfortunately. So I will figure out how to get there in some way. Anyway, but yeah, so, you know, Axel and Slash was a famous thing. Um, you know, Gallagher Oasis, like yeah, yeah, Oasis, Black Crows, which we're also gonna go Black see. Black Crows, yeah. I mean, but it like never ends. There's like a million, like Journey. I think to this day is still kind of a to this day. Well, still look, bad even blood. even more so. The feud, the feud even got deeper in the with the most recent events with, uh, you know, with Neil Sean pretty much like uh, kicking out uh, who the I can't even think of their names right now. Um, oh over, yeah, the uh, the drummer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's you right. Know, so it never it never ends with music, and that's. But I feel like that's just what music is, right? Remember that's, when Aerosmith a few years back kicked out Joey Kramer? Remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And it, you know, Aerosmith well, he wasn't really. That wasn't really. They really kicked. He was just. He, he was. He was injured. You know. I know, but and it, he, it didn't. And he, and he wasn't really up to up to speed to be able to play with yeah, them. Yeah, which know, I actually Tyler believe is true, but he was saying it wasn't true. He was saying you it know. wasn't true. I mean, there's so and, many, David. Like, think about like every fit, like Van Halen. The whole thing with, you know, you know, like, um, you know, Sammy didn't get along with Eddie for a long time. And then, you know, he revealed after he died that he had been talking to them and they were probably going to do a tour. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, you know, pretty crazy. it just never ends with band feuds, you know, but they are fun. I got to admit. <laughs> oh, they're fun. But they're they're, they're definitely fun for the fan. But and they're, they're definitely. And I, and I do think there's something about them. Yeah, that in a weird way just keeps bands going, and especially the good bands. Well, you know, you got people like us that talk about it, right? So yeah, well, 
Exactly. So then, we need topics. Exactly right. We need topics, and we think it's because our fans aren't sending us any topics. So you guys out there listening, send us some <laughs> other topics. Some if you don't like this one, we're just going to keep talking about this. That's right. That's right. We're going to keep going on this. But anyway, so let's get. So anyway, so let's let's hope that they release this thing and we get to hear like a remastered version um, of animals. Yeah. It would be cool. It'll be fun. And then I'm sure my brother and his Pink Floyd band will be happy about this. So Yeah, Al, call in if you're listening. Yeah, we call in. We we, we, we don't take calls, but you can call in. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to gear. Let's move on to gear. Okay, so I want to talk this about is, this. This is, yeah, go ahead. So I, this I, I, I dig a, this thing. This is a thing that has come out recently. It's called the Microcosm, which is from Hologram Electronics. And it's a pedal that a lot of YouTubers are like going berserko over. You know, Retschall, Rabia, um, who else did I see had one of these? Oh, uh, Pete Thorne. Um, who else was going insane over this that I saw? Um, anyway, that's enough. Those three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. But th- like, this is the thing. Oh, oh, um, the that 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 pedal show. Yep. Dan from that pedal show had this. They did a whole episode on his new board and he had this thing on there. So what it basically is for those of you that haven't heard of this and don't watch YouTube. Um, <laughs> it, it, which, if you don't, you should. If you don't, you should. You should watch this stuff. It's fun. Um, it's basically like this really crazy kind of like a delay reverb, you know, looper pedal. It's, it's similar to the mood by Chase Bliss that came out a couple years ago, which people just went insane over as well. People go insane, and this is where like I don't quite understand it, maybe because I haven't spent enough time with these type of pedals, but that's why I wanted to bring it up. So it's basically like this insane reverb looper delay that does these ridiculous things. Like it's almost like it's like a built-in kind of like the edges pedal board from U2, right? Like you hit a note and it does like all this crazy stuff and it goes on forever. Yes. <laughs> and you can like, you know, it's like Radiohead again, like, like that kind of style. Like, Oh, it's yeah. Right in that, you know, like right exactly. in that wheelhouse where it's yeah. like, you know, you hit like you play like one chord and you can like tweak knobs and you can make like these ridiculous sounds. And some of which are cool. I'm not going to lie. I watch Red Charles uh, video on it today and I was like oh there's some really cool s- sounds in here and I can kind of see how you could use them but at the same time I was like unless you're really into like ambient stuff I don't really know how useful this is obviously for like your guitar yeah, dad the same and, thing. and this is what I liked about that pedal show is I think like Mick actually called out Dan because, you know, he's anticipating the comments they're going to get. And he was basically like, you know, Dan, like how like, you know, your typical uh, player that's like, you know, maybe playing in a band, like a cover band or something like that. Like, what are they going to do with this? Right. And Dan like had somewhat of a response. But in the end, it was like, well, they're not going to do a lot with it. Right. Like it's really for kind of experimenting and writing new songs and different things like that. Um, and, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. This thing sounds really cool. It does like all kinds of different settings where you can loop things and all kinds of different feedback kind of creates these feedback loops. And it's really, it sounds like it does this ridiculous kind of ambient stuff. But, but I, I noticed like in the guitar community, these pedals are more, like I said, the mood by Chase Bliss incredibly popular people are really into these things people are really into these things and i'll tell you to go to kind of circle back to to something you mentioned earlier about like that 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 social media star being able to make your own music and this is kind of one of those cool good point you know pieces of kit that you can use to do this kind of thing i think 
Yeah, it doesn't really have a practical application in, in like the true, like the, the live band world, right? I mean, can you see one of these things on stage? And well, I unless you're that type of band, I, I can't see it in a cover band situation, like whatsoever. Right. I mean, maybe if you're doing a lot of U two, you could do some cool shit. But yeah. like, other than that, a Radiohead, like Radiohead, you know, but if that you're, kind but of if you're music, the, unless you're that type of band, yeah, right? exactly, I mean, exactly, yeah, yeah. But it is a really, it does some really cool things. I agree that Red Shell, Red Shell's video is really good. And I thought Red it really Shell displayed. said this is his new favorite vi- pedal. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, it's I'm not BSing cool. you guys. I'm serious. And I'm like, and I believe him. Because that's one of the things that's good about Red Shell is you can kind of, he's, you kind of get what you get with him, you know. So I, that's, yeah, that's why, I think that's honest, why he's done so well because he's just like a sincere guy. Maybe he's yeah. fooling all of us, but something tells me he isn't. Um, but anyway, so, so yeah, so, so like, so this, you know, this, let's talk about this for a couple of minutes, Dave, like, do you like these pedals? Do you see a use for these? Like, well, well you, you're talking you, to the guy that I think it's perfect for outside of like the, you know, the, the, that very like niche, niche kind of like, um, you know, if you're, if you're in a, like a Radiohead tribute band, or if you're in a, if you're just playing, an ambient type of band, rock band, an yeah. ambient type of rock band yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it's perfect for that. But in terms of somebody like me who just loves like pedals and making different sounds, <laughs> this thing's so cool. I mean, I was, <laughs> that I, is true. I, think I you could, I could just sit down in my basement and just like make, make cool guitar sounds all day long. It's actually, just never get bored with it. It's actually, and the thing point. does so many different things, right? So, yes, I think it does. It probably does have a really, a, a, a small practical application. It, it's not going to be on. It's certainly not going to be like a, a widely used, you know, pedal in the live world, but maybe in the in the home recording world or just in the recording world in general or for the, the hobbyist like me who just wants to kind of mess around with cool tones. Yeah, and it does a lot of different things all in one. I think versus that's what needing to get a bunch of pedals to do that one thing. It is cool. And if you haven't played around with like. Just like even like one of those like really cool reverbs like the Strymon, I, I've I've spent some time with some of the crazy reverbs that are in the the HX Stomp, right? Like just the Line Six reverbs, and it's like these uh, shimmer reverbs that like you play, and they, it's almost like they're playing a chord, you know. And like I thought, Red Shell described it extremely well. Like you know, it's like another instrument. Like you hit one note on your guitar, and it takes it in a whole different direction. So, you know, right. those kind of, like you said, Dave, like it's kind of infinite possibilities. You can just like, you know, but I feel like, I don't know, like that to me, me personally, that isn't as satisfying as, you know, turning up the Marshall behind me and getting a good distorted tone and just going at it. But, you know, there's a time and a place for, you know, getting lost in this kind of, you know, you know, um, you know, ambient-ish kind of kind of yeah, tones. You know, I think it's pretty cool. It's it, definitely it's, one of those like moody kind of. Oh, totally. You know, it, it's, yeah, it's it, and it definitely. I could. I you know, I'm not. I'm, I'm probably not. I wouldn't get something like this, but I definitely. It's expensive too. It, I don't know what it's it costs, expensive. It's like five hundred yeah, sure bucks. Yeah, more I think plus. it's very expensive, yeah, yeah. but for a pedal. But yeah. Um, but I think I think it definitely could be really fun to use, and yeah. you know I'm sure that as you explore it, you probably could find if you're if you are in a band, you know, or you're looking to play live, or even if you're just a social media musician, I'm sure you can find a use for this kind of thing. Yeah, so, it, it seems like the stuff it does is kind of unbelievable. Yeah, so it's it's, it's one really of these cool. things like the and we're gonna see all and as we get going, you know, into technology, we're only gonna see more and more of this type of stuff out there. You know, um, you know, like the Chase Bliss, Bliss. This is 
hologram of electronics, which seems to be along these lines. They have a lot of, they have a few other pedals that are kind of along these lines. I think, you know, yeah, something this is like to look a chase bliss. This, this, this is like a chase bliss, like on steroids times 10, you know? Yeah. It kind is, of is. Yeah. Although chase bliss got know, some that, cool pedals apparently, but yeah, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought it was cool to call it out as, you know, interesting, and just call out this kind of. I almost feel like it was. It was. It's interesting to talk about this genre of pedals because I feel like it's a genre of pedals that I personally haven't gotten into yet. So maybe we need to get into these, Dave. I don't know. So as <laughs> as we end every gear segment every week, Matt's probably going to get it. <laughs> well, I'll tell. I'll tell you the truth. I probably will now spend a little more time with these very complex, you know, like reverbs and delays that are in the stomp. Right, there's some really cool yeah, ones. Yeah, I think that'd be check. fun for you to play around. With. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I've I've dabbled in some of the reverbs, you know, the shimmery reverbs and stuff like that. So yeah, maybe maybe I'll get into some of this stuff and I'll just be down here. I'll like smoke some weed and um, get into it. Hey, don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. Uh, make sure you you look for us on the uh, the socials. We certainly talked about them enough tonight on Instagram and Twitter at Guitar Dad's Pod. You can also search us on uh, YouTube at Guitar. Uh, look for Guitar Dads. We're uh, always throwing up new content, and I do have myself have a video for us coming out. I haven't told you about it, oh, but it is going to be coming out over really? the weekend. Oh yeah. well, I know. I so I, I got to admit, guys, I've been slacking on my videos here. You've I've been, been slacking I've been busy. on the videos. I'm going to have to pick up the slack here. I've been busy, and, but I, and you... I do have something. I do have something to uh, to present. Okay, so, great. Uh, uh, okay, some well. content to present. Out okay, there, so. well, keep your yeah. eyes on the on the. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, do that. Yeah, please hit the hit the like. Uh, you know, hit the hit the subscribe button and the like and the notification bell and all those things, so you don't miss anything that we're going to be doing. And now that. Now that Massachusetts is open, Matt and I are going to be getting together and, and doing a lot more content. So definitely be on the lookout for that stuff. Coming soon. All right. And I think that was this week's Guitar Dad's podcast. Catch you guys on the flip. <laughs>